Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's a whole bunch of podcasts out there. You're not getting to listen to all of them. Join me, your Uncle Blake, and let me be your podcast Sherpa with the Earwash Show. I'll present a different podcast on each episode for your consideration. If you decide you like it, hey, give it a download. If not, well, I'll try again on the next episode. Besides my favorites and Apple's top picks, I want to hear what your favorites are so we can share them with the rest of the world. So send your favorites to earwashshow at gmail.com. Again, that's earwashshow at gmail.com. And let's get the good word out. Like, hey, tomorrow- it's an option, man. You always got options. It's an open world game. You're a dirtbag, Pat. Welcome to the 25th edition of the Fallout Feed Roundtable. It's the seventh episode of season three. We're the show who compares and contrasts Fallout experiences through a lively roundtable discussion by playing through the same quests with characters who have randomly assigned drastically different attributes. Welcome, everyone. Hey, hey. So that was a guest uh, play along participant, Jeremy. Jeremy, thank you for kicking us off here on the show. This is. this is uh, the latest edition of the Fallout Feed Roundtable. Uh, thanks, uh, Andrew. How are you doing tonight? Very well, Pat. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing terrific, and this is Pat. So we got Pat, Andrew, and Jeremy. Going to run through a few things for you tonight. Tonight, we are picking up with session four. Already about halfway through the roundtable. Yeah, just it's been a the, busy, yeah. busy roundtable this season. Over the hill, uh, they say. That's right. That's right. Uh, tonight, we are going to cover two of our Nuka World quests, uh, from, from the both from the Grand Tour Remember, the Grand Tour is kind of the big overarching quest that you do in Nuka World. And we're going to do the quest High Noon at the Gulch. And we're going to do Safari Adventure. Talk about how those quests went for us in our respective uh, Nuka World playthroughs. And we are uh, next week, we'll pick up some uh, some quests from the Tales of the Commonwealth, which we'll uh, tease nice. a little bit toward the end of the show. Uh, but before we get into the roundtable... We actually want to check in uh, with a listener uh, who actually wrote some some really good questions to us. Uh, oh, I see Michelle's in the chat. Michelle, hope that computer oh, awesome. is getting hey, back up online. Oh yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, Michelle's been having some big time computer issues. I hope I hope he's having making some progress. Uh, so, uh, well, we had a new reader, uh, a new listener, Jeff. I, I think Jeff's a new listener, as you'll see from the from the the uh, the, the questions he had. And he sent a few emails into the show email. And we thought, you know what? It's it's a it's not a bad way to just kind of do a check check in. I mean, Andrew, what the shows we just had just had our two year anniversary. I think. Uh, yeah, um, I have not been on the show two years, but the show has now been posting for pretty pretty regularly for two years straight now. Yeah, and I've been on for uh, less than a year, I think. And you know, Denny and Kara, so we have you've know, had some different hosts. Uh, 
uh, coming on. And yeah. um, so Michelle reports that he's still working. Come on, Michelle, get your parties in order. He's, he's got Skyrim working. Oh, no, Fallout New Vegas. Okay, all right. You're, you're forgiven. You took you got Fallout New Vegas working, so that, that's good. All right, so um, let's uh, let's check in with, with this note from Jeff. So he had a few questions, which we're going to try to answer. Uh, so first of all, Jeff says uh, the subject of his email is question mark. So uh, he's he's got a few, a few questions for us. He's puzzled. Uh, that's right. He's just, uh, puzzled. I found the podcast a while back, but I'm confused. You seem to have three or four different shows going on this feed. And actually, Jeff, you're exactly right. We do. We do have a few shows going on this feed. Um, so we got the the sort of regular Fallout feed, uh, which I, I guess, Andrew, is fair to say that that's a little bit on hiatus while we focus on the roundtable. Well, the our the how I like to imagine it is uh, the Fallout is... The Fallout feed is a feed of a, a conglomerate of shows. Not necess- the Fallout feed is not necessarily a show, but a collection of a few different shows, if that makes any sense. And one of those shows is called the Fallout feed. The other ones being Pat's Let's Play. Pat is doing the one now, but Denny will be doing one, and I'm doing one, and Kara hopefully will be doing one eventually, too. But, uh, you know, we'll do a Let's Play, and then the Fallout feed, and then the Roundtable, which is tonight's episode will be a Roundtable episode. Yeah, that's right. So, and, and actually, our, our uh, mothership uh, show, the Skyrimatic podcast, does uh, what, what they do things a little different. Uh, J- Jeff, I don't know if you're, if you're a Skyrim listener, but uh, uh, the Skyrim Addict does uh, the, the Skyrimatic main show, which does, you know, Michael's interviewing all kinds of people from different podcasts, talking about his playthrough experiences, reading, reading letters from listeners. We also do a roundtable in the Skyrimatic, and then we then for Skyrimatic we got the Let's Play. The audio Let's Play is in a is in a separate feed. So we, as Andrew said, we, we decided yeah. it made sense. We we're we're just going to keep all the Fallout content kind of in this one feed here. And so uh, so you're right. We got a couple of different things going on right now. We got the roundtable uh, where we're trying to we're having some really good listener participation uh, this year uh, this this season. And I got my Fallout New Vegas audio Let's Play. Um, and I hope yeah, we were, you know, having a lot of, uh, have a, I'm having a lot of fun with that. I think we had a few, few listeners who were having some fun with it as well. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I know a lot of listeners, Jeff, I don't know if you're in this boat, like to kind of binge the, uh, uh, binge their, 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 the let's plays and maybe do six or eight at a time, maybe let's spend a day at work or in the car, listen to those. So, you know, uh, hopefully you can set your podcatcher to uh, whatever app you're using to listen to podcasts. So if you, you can, hopefully you can maybe do a little sorting or some manual sorting. My, my podcatcher lets me do playlists. So I, I typically kind of binge through a podcast at a time. I, I like to save up Michael's Let's Play or yeah. some of the other Skyrim yeah. Let's Plays and binge through those. Um, so that's what a lot of that's what a lot of people in the audience do. They like to kind of you know, go through six or eight Let's Plays kind of right in a row and really get a feel for what's going on in the audio Let's Play. Jeff uh, very nicely says he likes the New Vegas Let's Play uh, play through. So Jeff, thank thank you for listening to that. I hope you're having some fun joining Arthur in, in the in the wasteland, the Mojave wasteland. Uh, and then Jeff says he also likes the the then I'll quote here the thing with the girl in the vault with all the robots, <laughs> and uh, that is a good good friend of the show Laura. Uh, Laura is is uh, the the, uh, the the host the actual real live person's name. Uh, the character she plays the the girl in the vault yeah. uh, is Susan. Susan uh, and. Uh, so Susan is the star of her very own separate podcast, uh, which is available at vault97.com. Yeah, welcome uh, to West Vault Radio. That's right. right. Yeah. And, and, and that is, uh, Jeff, it sounds like you, you, not sure if you're only hearing Susan here on our show, 
or if you're picking her up, I definitely encourage you to go over and listen to her show. Yeah, Westfall you, Radio is great. You know, Westfall Radio, it's available on iTunes. You can go find the links at, at vault97.com. So uh, Laura and, and her uh, uh, producer slash mastermind, uh, Luke, have, have done a, an in-universe podcast uh, that is just really, really terrific. Yeah. And I, I don't want to steal her thunder by trying to explain it, but Laura has been good enough to jump on our show a couple of times, including sometimes in character as Susan in the King of the Bunker Hill game show that uh, that Andrew's been running. Uh, so, so Laura's and, and uh, uh, Laura, Laura again has been uh, been a terrific friend of the show. We got a lot of friends of the show, and that's that's something else that that I think all the ASA shows try to do is really promote the podcasting community. Right? We talk about our stuff, but we also like to get people listen to other Skyrim shows, to yeah. other Fallout shows. Uh, and, and sharing the podcast experience. Um, uh, so uh, final final note from Jeff here is, uh, I'm not sure what's going on with other stuff. Is there a place to watch you play? I feel like I'm missing something. I clicked links in the podcast, but didn't see a website or anything. So a couple things there. Um, we don't have any regular video Let's Plays. Every now and then on the on this, uh, ASA Podcasting YouTube channel, uh, some of us will pop up a, a video, uh, a video of some interesting gameplay or some special, specific things like that. So you can go over to go to YouTube and search for uh, ASA Podcasting, and that's where you'll find a bunch of different videos. You'll actually also find some of the show's audio archived as well. Uh, there's also our website asapodcasting.com, and there you'll find links to the other uh, the other podcast shows, etc. Uh, but to tell you the truth, the, the, the place where you'll find sort of the most uh, interactivity is on the Facebook group. That's where a lot of the, yes. a lot of the uh, listeners of, the sh- of both the shows have come. And we share a lot of people share you know, funny pod, uh, funny playthrough experiences. Uh, uh, you know, we shared news about you know, all these games that we love, games, other games we love. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about No Man's Sky and Prey and Horizon Zero Dawn is uh, has gotten a lot of uh, a lot of attention on the group. So uh, if you're if you're a Facebook user, uh, come over and join us on uh, uh, facebook.com slash group slash a Skyrimatic podcast, I think. Yes. Oh, I'm being bad with the link. I haven't done it in a while. Yes. Uh, but 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 check out the Facebook group. Uh, we have a lot going on there all, all the time as well. Yeah, that's great. Well said, Pat. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think it sums up. Uh, thanks so much for listening, by the way, Jeff. That, that's great. Uh, I know that it's we're a little bit of a clusterfuck of a group of shows but uh it's, we're all just we just like talking about fallout were there any other friendly shows that we needed to pitch to uh, oh, jeff well, like mind fog yeah that's that's the other uh i think i think in terms of active fallout podcasts uh aaron's mind fog uh mm-hmm. show is is really true it's in universe uh, aaron is doing a really uh, uh slow but 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 just wonderful playthrough of fallout 4 and almost two years after uh, the release of Fallout 4, Aaron is actually spoiler-free. That's so amazing. we know Aaron actually doesn't listen to the show. No. Because <laughs> we, we went spoilerific about a year and a half ago. <laughs> but uh, Aaron is playing through Mindfog. It is really a terrific in-universe podcast. Definitely yeah. one that uh, really highly, highly immersive. Uh, uh, sort of, he, he really takes the show and kind of turns it into a, into a radio play. It's not just a let's play. It's really more yeah. than that. He does incredible sound effects, narration. Uh, so go go check out Mind Fog uh, on, uh, uh, on on the various podcaster podcaster services. Um, then there's also uh, there's Fallout Off the Record, which was you know another terrific show. Yeah, it is yeah. unfortunately no longer being uh, being uh, 
being produced, but another good friend of the show, Shaleen, is is uh, one of the co-hosts of, of Fallout Off the Record, and that's a that that one is actually, in my opinion, worth going back and picking up some of the yeah uh, some of the the past episodes. Revisit the archives of that and listen to Shaleen's new show, KD Radio, Kid Dynamite Radio. That's right. So uh, yeah, so that uh, Shaleen's over on the uh, Quest Gaming Network. She has popped on our show a couple times, and she's uh, yeah. like I said, a, a good friend of the show. And you will uh, you will see her in the Facebook group occasionally. So uh, yeah. Jeff, thank, thanks again for writing in. Love love to hear that. And uh, before Andrew, before I turn it over to you, um, just a couple notes from the chat. We got a few folks in chat tonight. Michelle's there. Uh, Michelle says Fallout Four is working. Mods seem to be okay, but he's having no sound issues, so he is not getting any sound. And then uh, Keith, uh, Andrew, who is, uh, I think you were trying to help him out with some sound yeah. issues. He's also popped in and he's reporting that he actually he got his out. sound working. Oh, great. Uh, looks like he was um, having something with his audio. He had to make some audio adjustments. He said audio was yeah. in 5.1 compressed. I guess it sounds like maybe that was what was giving him problems. Yeah, the, the, uh, it was really weird. When it happened to me, it was after a major update. So I'm surprised that it just happened to Keith randomly just now because there hasn't been any updates that I know of to Fallout 4. Maybe it was a an Xbox update that he did or something. I'm, I'm not yeah. even sure. Yeah. But it, it kicked my audio settings to something totally different. So... I don't know. Old listeners to you know the the show from way back in the day will remember this issue because I bitched about it incessantly for weeks <laughs> on end. But it was um, I when I was looking directly at someone who was speaking to me, I could see their mouth moving, but I could not hear their voice. But if I turned ninety degrees and looked away from them, but so that my ear was looking directly at them, then I could hear them speaking sort of but it sounded like they were talking in the other room through like a paper wall or something it was really weird and it had something to do with the stereo like keith is exactly correct it had something to do with stereo versus surrounds sound settings and i put it on stereo and that didn't fix it and it was on oh it's on some weird compressed 5.1 dolby digital dts bs so you know i i just after i toggled through 15 different you know, audio settings. And I finally figured out it's, Oh, here's it. This one, just regular old, like stereo. There you go. Oh, wait, now I can hear everybody again. And then I, you know, started hearing Deacon and Piper and I was like, maybe I want to go back. (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't think the game would be the same if you you couldn't experience the audio. I haven't taken Deacon out in a while. I have Deacon with me right now. I forgot what a dick he is. He just lying asshole all over the place. You guys remember that? It's been a while since I played with Deacon. Yeah. I I I'll admit, I I'm usually pretty terrible with the companions, but I actually kind of like Deacon. I, I don't know. He's yeah. he, I mean, he's he's an idiot, but I I, I kind of find him yeah, amusing. I, I like, I, I'm running around with, with uh, Curie right now. I like him I, just fine. I like him when he has his no hair going on. It kind of looks like Bruce Willis. He's got sunglasses and shaved head going on. It's kind of funny. I he's actually uh, I have him currently following me, and he's oh, nice. he looks that way. But he's he's stuck in power armor. I cannot get him out. Oh, have you so given him the command, me. get out of my power armor, bitch? You just have to talk to him, you know? There's a, there's an, yeah, there's a command. If you if you hit the talk command, and then it'll pull up a different okay, so menu, and it'll be I like, get out him, of power he, armor. Yeah, when he when I talk to him, he, he just tells me not to, or asks me about his uh, his code, his synth code, or you know reset oh, code, or whatever. Yeah. And he, he's just stuck in that dialogue. Oh, you, you might be able to pickpocket his fusion core. Oh, there you go. That'll be uh, that'll make him hop out. 
that's yeah. a that's an idea. I have to give yeah. that a whirl. Yeah, but then you could also get you know, quick save or sleep save or however you're playing because you you know, they'll they'll turn aggro if they catch you doing that. So, mm. Yeah. No, I actually, I don't know if a companion will turn aggro. That's a good. I don't know. Yeah, 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 that, that's that 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 pickpocket the fusion core is a is a is a trick that will work with an NPC. It'll be good. Yeah. You, know, you could try it and see if it works with a companion. I've yeah, actually, I, I swapped him out for Piper. Uh, in the meantime, like you yeah. said, he can be he can kind of be a dick sometimes. <laughs> he just lies, and then when you call him out on, he's like, "Yeah, sure, I lie. Why not?" Uh, <laughs> just like, okay, yeah. then how can I believe yeah. anything you say, dude? <laughs> At least quick, he's honest. Quick, quick, uh, quick. Good night to Keith. Keith says he's got to get out. Got to jump out of chat. He's got an early morning tomorrow. Keith, thanks for hanging out, stopping by. I hope yeah, you man. get that sound issue fixed. And uh, yeah, I think Michelle is uh, looks like he's uh, trying out a few different sound options as well. Great, Michelle, get that figured out. Keith, have a good night, buddy. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, so um, we're getting into uh, High Noon at the Gulch and Safari Adventure. Uh, but before we dig in too deep into our Nuka world, I know that, uh, Jeremy, you've been having lots of fun in Tales of the Commonwealth. I just wondered, do you have any like uh, special stories or anything that you wanted to mention? Or uh, you, you should give us a brief introduction about your character anyway, too. I know that you've been sending in lots of great feedback and everything, but just sort of a, a couple-minute refresher about, uh, you know, you don't have to go through your whole special and all that, just like what you, yeah. con- what you concentrate in, what kind of weapons you like to use how long you've been playing what what platform you play on that sort of stuff totally uh so again yeah i'm jeremy mcdaniel i know there's another jeremy who's active in this group uh from boston but uh this is my first season in the round table and uh this is actually my first really full playthrough uh for fallout 4 so i'm uh i'm kind of a noob i'm gonna probably ask a lot of questions and you might notice in my feedback but uh my character is michelle briggs uh it's just basically a role played after my girlfriend and I, who we just moved to Boston and I had kind of bought the game because of that and, uh, and got hooked. Uh, but anyway, I've I've only actually been playing it more recently. Uh, but anyway, my character, Michelle Briggs, she's mostly the biggest thing I've kind of taken out of my character role is, uh, she's a demo expert and heavy gunner, which I've, I've fallen in love with both of those kind of uh perk trees and i definitely rely on that uh for my you know combat just being new to the game you know it it took a learning curve for me and you know having or using just grenades and missile launchers and things like that really helped me get through things um and you know i uh through so like you mentioned uh i've been doing a lot of the tales quests um and trying to originally i kind of delayed the nuka world to try and get my level up but um you know i've kind of gotten away from it now i'm level 34 and uh, i still haven't gotten to nuka world and that's what i'm heading to do next um but really enjoying the the playthrough of the tales certainly and and mostly just playing through railroad and uh, main main story quests nice my main story quest is bugged with this character. It sucks. This character has so many bugs for me. Yeah, that's, I've been listening yeah, to that. It sounds tragic. The, the settlements and... But at least um, none of the Nuka World or um, Tales of the Commonwealth is bugged yet. So I'm, I'm just going to keep chugging on through as long as I can. What sort of a platform are you playing on? Oh, yeah. Uh, Xbox One. Xbox One. Me too. Uh, do you pound out the mods? I, you know, I, I, when I first got the game, I obviously played the. Oh, this is your first version, time. But yeah. I didn't get too deep into it. Yeah, but you this playthrough, I decided I definitely to get into the mods. Like, why not? Yeah. Since they're available. Um, and yeah, you know, I kind of got the, the, 
armor and weapon keyword ones and uh you know those armor ones where you could stack your armors oh nice yeah um, and i just downloaded some settlements and enjoying that i have a couple like uh making the commonwealth like more tree-like or springtime trees and grass mm-hmm. um and the only other maybe big one i really like is uh man's best friend i think it's called oh, is where you can have yeah, dog man. meat as a follower always and then another yeah. npc yeah of course and uh, uh, he's kind of my tank to carry all my junk dog yeah, meat and i just figured out that if you put like heavy armor on him it also seems to increase his carry weight for some reason no way yeah i just hmm. i just loaded up dog meat with like i'm like you usually carry about 70 to 80 pounds, dog me. You, you've got 240 pounds of stuff right now all of a sudden. How did that happen? And I was looking, he's wearing heavy armor. Does that have something to do with it? I don't know. Not that I know of, but, but maybe. Huh? He's, he's that's, carrying that's just wild. so much crap. I was just like, I was really surprised. So I didn't know. I mean, I've run in a ton of weird mods, too. And I have bugs out the wazoo. So who the fuck knows with this game <laughs> at this point? Yeah. Uh, so, Jeremy, thank you again uh, for joining us. And please, um, you said you're new. This is one of your – you're still early in the game. You're doing main quest stuff. Uh, are there any general questions you've always wanted to to know, any ask, any strategy stuff, any any just sort of um, – Yeah, you know. that's, that's a good question. I don't think I have any that stick okay. out, but, you know, I'm, I'll yeah. be sure to pipe up if yeah, – I'm, you know, I'm, I'm into believing that, you know, there's no such thing as a bad question, but I might have some stupid ones for you. No, that, no, exactly. That be obvious, but no such thing. I'm sure you'll – No, no such thing. Uh, so yeah. – uh, we all we had an email from Jeff again. Jeff, I hope we explained it a little bit. We're sort of an umbrella of three different shows. Uh, we've got the roundtable, which this is. We just um, and did we explain the roundtable? The in the intro, which we, we sort of give our mission statement. It's just each person. We have a random stats generator that is found on our website at asapodcasting.com. If you go to the Fallout section of the website and scroll down, you'll see a random character generator. You click on that, and it'll bring up a character that is totally different from all the other people in the group, and then we get together and explain how the differences in our assigned roles uh, led us to complete our goals in the game, and basically how the difference of our normal play style um, you know, correspond with uh, the, our new round character, roundtable character, and how those differences, you know, play out, and uh, what are, how that affects your strategy and how you play the game and stuff. So that's basically the roundtable. And again, Pat does, uh, or we all do, but a let's play, and then we have sort of our normal general Fallout chat. So thank you again, Jeff, for writing in. We also have an email from Paul. Let me see if I can pull that one up here real quick. Uh, Paul. Oh, he's been doing lots of really good feedback too. Um, so I don't know. He's he's submitted like three or four at least at this point. So we'll check in with Paul here. Paul says, um, "Oh, he did a lots of uh, nice feedback last week." And then as we were going through, I was asking him all sorts of questions as I was listening to it. So he uh, actually wrote an email replying to my questions. And here we go. Uh, the random role that I cho- chose not to follow said that my faction was the pack. See the attached image. Oh, he's got his uh, role down there at the bottom. Okay. Um, I hate the disciples, so I will shaft them. I decided to use the diplomat build. Oh, the diplomat, Pat. That's your uh, favorite. Don't remind me, please. <laughs> I was inspired by what your group did for Far Harbor last year. And I didn't like my role all that much. Uh, you know what, Paul? If you didn't like your role that much, you could just roll and roll and roll until you get one that you do. You know what I mean? 
nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I no, there's no no skin off uh, of your teeth for using the fudge muppet rolls. Uh, we we had a whole season where most of us used yep. the fudge muppet rolls. So uh, we do like to uh, shout out the fudge muppet guys. If uh, any new listeners don't know fudge muppet, they basically plan out your fifty. Uh, your first 50 perks that you'll uh, cash in from the perk tree and uh, wedge them in to sort of like a story format for your character. So it's basically just building a role for your character and then planning out your first 50 perks that you cash in. Uh, he continues, I was inspired by what your group did for Far Harbor last year and I didn't like my role that much. Intimidation isn't working out, but I'm having fun moving my squad around. I did the unlimited companion mod because of Andrew's tales of rolling through the Commonwealth with characters in tow. <laughs> I also tend to go at it alone normally in the game. Everyone loves to go at it alone. I'm the only person who likes followers, but you know, I'm, I'm all about followers. Oh, that's awesome! Great. Uh, I'm glad that uh, I've pulled another another uh, sheep into the flock, Jeremy. There's um, but Paul, you will be glad to know that. I inspired you to use followers, but because of your use of like five or six followers at once, you inspired me to in turn try to bust the game and get as many followers as I could. So <laughs> I not only loaded the um, the followers uh, mod, the unlimited companion mod, but I also loaded another mod called uh, create followers. So I can also create followers of different, you know, of you can create any enemy or animal or person basically they have like different people that you can create too so um i've been having lots of fun with that and my character right now i have collected all the base game uh followers i've collected um old long nuts from far harbor (laughs) and nuka world no i can't get nuka world because i killed gauge so gauge is dead I like I I pulled that move before I loaded this mod and was trying to collect all the followers and I, when I realized Gage was dead I was like oh crap that really stinks, but um I loaded on a different character and I was just playing around with this mod, uh, Paul and it's really fun because I was like I was going out with different parties I was like this time I'm gonna make a a a, glow, a bloated glowing one, a Brahmin and a a little boy from the Institute and we're going to go out and we're going to kill stuff. And it was really fun. Um, the, the Brahmin don't really attack. I don't know if they do damage, but they, they kind of, they don't run away. They're kind of fun to take out, you know, but it, it, it's, it's good stuff. So uh, thank you for inspiring me to do that, Paul. So, uh, all right. So, it's, uh, so I noticed, Oh, here I'll, yeah. Echo. Yeah. You have an echo. Let me, let me pop out. Okay. Um, uh, Paul continues here. Sorry. Um, uh, maybe I will break Preston out of the Museum of Freedom after I control the Commonwealth, but I doubt that he will want to romance uh, like my role says to. Oh, come on. Preston is open-minded. Porter Gage is one of my companions, like the role wanted. Oh, nice. You got Gage. I killed him. Good for you. I doubt that I will go to Acadia and make them my faction, though. Okay, no, he doesn't want to have to go to, uh, team up with the sense. That's fine. Do what you want. The whole role is just sort of like guidelines. You know what I mean? I there I've kind of strayed away from. I haven't completed all of our perk chart and stuff like that. I'm, I'm just taking it as guidelines. It's just supposed to have fun, guys. That's the whole point of the roundtable. And Paul continues here. Sorry, I have been dropping the standard followers so far. I 
Now that I am down to four followers and a dog, four followers, that's a lot. That's five. I will keep Gage and Kate along with Audrey and Birdie. Oh, he's got um, Tales from the Commonwealth followers going with him, too. Audrey. Nice. Nice. Uh, We make a good squad. I am playing on very hard so I can fast travel around. Uh, that will help with the ending of Nuka World when I expand my criminal enterprise back into the Commonwealth. Oh, nice. He's going to do the uh, the full Raiders take over the Commonwealth. That's fun. I'm excited to see how that actually plays out. So uh, everyone who's got that role, please uh, report in with that. I looked up on Nukipedia the console commands for fixing Dance's glitch, but decided to leave it alone. I have played that part of Tales of the Commonwealth last year when he talked about it, that mod on the last roundtable. Sorry I don't do Facebook. I tried to do it a few years ago, but all those jerks from high school 45 years ago kept showing up. I hated them I hated them when I was going to high school back in the 70s, and I don't need them to keep showing up with their grandkids now. But thanks for your efforts on the podcast. That's hilarious. Hey, man, no skin off your teeth for not using Facebook. I know it's not for everybody. Uh, there actually are a few people who use Facebook um, just for our group. They don't. They don't go onto Facebook for any other reason. They don't. They don't have other friends. They're just members of our group, and that that's it. So, it is possible, Paul. You know that we are having a good time over there. So, awesome. Thank you so much for writing into the show, Paul, and keep the great feedback coming in. Hey, so, so Andrew, I had one question for you about yeah, your yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. crazy follower. I saw some of the pictures you posted online had uh, had uh, Liberty Prime. <laughs> in the picture did, did did you do you do you create a fresh liberty prime or do you steal the the, the yeah, in-game liberty prime and make it a follower it's okay I, I don't know if i actually asked victor this when he's on the show i meant to ask him but why the chemistry bench pat every mod uses the chemistry bench to like produce a, a hollow tape or a, a it's just that 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 piece of equipment is the most flexible because in the base game on the chemistry bench you've got drugs you've got uh, grenades, you've got mines, you've got traps, uh, you've got healing. Uh, so, so it, it's it's inherently got a lot of flexibility, as opposed to like you know, the cook the the uh, the cook stove only does food, the weapons only do weapons, armor does armor. So, you know, there's not as much flexibility in those uh-huh. because so the because the chemistry bench is already inherently flexible. It's easier for the mod authors to yeah. use that. Not all of them do. Every now and then, you'll see a mod author who says. And you don't have to use a chemistry bench. And they say, you know, like, like they, they've done it a different way. Uh-huh. Like they've done a tape. Like there's one one of the cheat mods uses a holotape instead of a chemistry bench. Yeah, I, uh, I've seen ones so. that use the holotape, but you have to build the holotape in the chemistry bench first. Well, you that's can true. It. There is that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the uh, yeah. the cheat mod, let's see, what does it do? Does it, I think it, the, the, the cheat mod I use um, is shows up in your miscellaneous inventory i don't think you have to build it i think it just shows up there yeah and there's other there's there's other mods that um they'll say you know you go get this item that and they'll like put it in a vault or they'll put it in you know a particular location in the game they'll say you know, go to this location and grab this item and that'll enable the cheat so yeah. i think the ones that, that do it the chemistry bench is just sort of because it's so flexible well um to get back to your question uh pat um how this um, the create followers mod works is that each follower that you create has a beacon attached to them. And if you're carrying that beacon, they will tag along like they are your follower. You can also leave that beacon anywhere in the game and they will stay in that position. 
near you know like if you leave it in whatever settlement they'll claim that settlement as their home or if you leave it in a barrel in the glowing sea they will slowly die of radiation poisoning so you can uh, create any follower in the game um, any character any like I was creating extra Nick Valentines I had like five Nick Valentines running around with me for a while Uh, but it's you um, let me see how does this work you get (sighs) Okay, there's a hollow tape that you build in the chemistry station, like I was saying earlier. And then you open up the hollow tape, and the hollow tape has different all the different selections that you could do. So you can uh, choose which uh, follower you want to use. You want to change the default um, new follower created. Uh, in the holotape settings. And then you back out of the holotape and you go to the chemistry bench. And then and the chemistry bench is where you construct the beacon. As soon as you construct the beacon, it's creating whichever uh, character that you had selected as the default character in the holotape earlier. So if you want to select 20 of something, just build a 20 bam, bam, bam fast. But if you want to make a different armor, you have to go back into the holotape each time before you create a new beacon in order to create a different uh, character. So, but they have the end. Of, they have you know the g- generic enemies. You can like create rad stags and and Brahmin if you just want to play like a uh, what are those things called in Skyrim that I was Pat that are friendly to the animals? Uh, a, dru- uh, a druid is that a druid? Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry yeah yeah dru- yeah. If yeah. you want to play a druid in yeah. Skyrim or in uh, Fallout, you just do this mod and just have like. You know all the uh, the rad stags and Brahmin and stuff following you around. That'd be really fun. Uh, uh, a PETA survivor. Oh, there you go. The buckets <laughs> of blood. Um. So does that explain how that yeah. how that works? And they as That's soon cool. as soon as you click on the beacon and create it in the chemistry bench, they literally pop up standing right next to you. Like they they nice. they just transaporate right 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 by by your side. And so that was fun to uh, create a. Um, you know, Liberty Prime, and he was fun to hang around. I thought that he shot. Um, I remember he had like a cannon that he shot many nukes out of. But upon further inspection, he's tossing those like baseballs. I thought that was really funny. He has like a backpack full of of uh, many nukes that he's. Or they're not even many. They're like giant nukes. Yeah, yeah. Because you uh, at, at one point, if you're doing the BOS playthrough, you 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 have to go restock him and, and the place where you restock yeah. him is full of like yeah not not many but full-size nukes yeah yeah, yeah. but he's just so he's tossing with the, like, the brotherhood of steel i i, I haven't played that quest he, line so he is like he's basically optimus prime he's gigantic robot that says patriotic slogans as he <sighs> rains destruction down upon the institute or he, he's the best the thing railroad. about the brother is steel the goofy stuff oh, he man. says is so funny yeah he says like <laughs> presidential slogans from the you know the 17 and 1800s and you yeah. know all sorts of uh, patriotic and he's a uh he's a carryover from fallout 3 uh jeremy he's yeah. uh, you, you, you okay you, you encounter him in fallout 3 um where where the uh, that is the least dickish incarnation of the brotherhood of steel <laughs> <laughs> is in fallout 3 <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's uh, I've had Liberty Prime too. That and, you know, just all sorts of crazy followers. But uh, that's because Paul inspired me to look into all these different character mods. Now, I thought I was going crazy with characters earlier. You should see me now. 
All right, and uh, Pat, do you want to get into some uh, quest for this evening? How about yeah, that? yeah, let's uh, let's do it. So we got, uh, as we said at the top of the show, we got uh, two quests going on. We got High Noon at the Gulch and Safari Adventure. Uh, let me, uh, I'll, I'll I'll kick us off with High Noon at the Gulch. I'll, great, I'll great, give great. a little bit of my my playthrough and then hear from you guys how how uh, how your playthroughs of that yeah, went. Yeah. So um, I um, of of the. Uh, sort of main playthroughs that you do. I, I find this one really annoying. I, I think the way those blood worms you know, pop out of the, uh, pop out of the ground is really annoying. So I, I try, uh, this is one I always try to get through as quickly as possible just, just to, to get through it. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, this is one, you know, remember you know, the, the, the grand tour is sort of the overarching quest. And basically Gage says, you got to go take over the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've already covered a couple of, a couple of locations. We covered the kitty kingdom. We covered, uh, the world of refreshment, which is the new Coca-Cola bottling plant. And, uh, and after this, we'll have one more left from that, that, that series of five in the grand tour. So this is the third one we're covering. You can take them in any order, of course, but we're, we're running them here in this order for the, for the round table. So you go off to the, I think this one is kind of in the North. It's sort of to the Northwest relative to to your headquarters, at, or at least I, I headquarters at Fizz Top Mountain. That's, that's, I, I like that just because it's you know you got to work, but you there's no workbench, but you have all the other uh, all the other items. You got a bed, you know it's close to it's fairly close to the doctor and the store and everything else. So I I, I stick at Fizz Top Mountain. So uh, you cruise it over there, and uh, you find uh, as you approach it, you see uh, 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 there's like a sort of some kind of Western theme, and I think I think you get jumped by a couple of bloodworms before you even get into the gulch yeah. area proper. So you, 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 get a, you get a nice taste of bloodworms, which to me are, <laughs> they're just totally the graboids from, uh, from tremors. I don't know. I don't know t- tiny versions. Yeah. They're, they're smaller. Yeah. They're not yeah. as big as the graboids, but they have the same kind of creepy, you know, like sucker mouths and they is, pop out. Is of that the official name of the monster? I never knew that that's what they were called. They're I, called I believe graboids is the official name. That's yeah. like a, the xenomorph is to alien as graboids is to tremors. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. Was yeah, so, uh, so you you go in there. And once you, you you fight your way past a couple of uh, a couple of bloodworms, uh, or maybe more than a couple. I think it was four or five for me. And you see, there's a, a protectron with a cowboy hat standing there at, at the entrance to uh, at the entrance to the gulch. And uh, you talk to him, and he he says uh, he he um, he's kind of confused. He thinks you're just a visitor to the park. Uh, he doesn't really kind of get what's going on. Now, here's here's what I do to sort of make this go as quickly as possible. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you have a robotics expert, you get special dialogue options uh, when you're talking to these robots. And basically it says it gives you a little yellow robotics expert in your dialogue tree and you pop it and your character says, oh, enough of this. We're going to we're going to go into override mode or you know, slightly different you know, variations yeah. of that theme. I forget exactly what it says. So you do that and basically you you don't have to you don't have to do the thing the robot tells <laughs> you to do. You yeah. can just you can just say give me the give me the MacGuffin and and, and you don't have to do the, the 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 quest line. Yeah, I did that too. I was hoping that you didn't so that you could tell <laughs> me what, do you, do you remember what the uh, the process otherwise would be? What well, what, it's, what yeah, are you fetching? Each each one so the the robot tells you is it the, 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 the sheriff code? robot says go help these other three robots. And one of them is like the the giddy up kid or something. Yeah, you have right? to round up uh, some. Uh, I think is it some giddy up buttercups. Uh, you have to herd, to herd some giddy up buttercups back into the corral, right? That's for that guy. And then one of them you have to serve some Nuka Colas to oh, some yeah. people. You've, you've got to deliver Nuka Colas. One of them's like upstairs at a table with a dead guy. <laughs> You're like, yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah. is about two hundred yeah. years too late. Sorry, pal. 
<laughs> yeah, and then the other one is, uh, what is the third one? I don't remember it. Jeremy, do you remember the third uh, the <laughs> third robot task you have in the Gulch Quest? Yeah, this is where I'm. I'm going to be zero help. Yeah. <laughs> no, no worries. No, no, no worries. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So I you, forget. You basically, you can override the robots and just say, "Screw you, guy." The other thing you can do is you actually just kill the robot. You don't actually have to. You don't. You can just brute force it if you don't mind just killing them outright. So, you find the, uh, the 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 MacGuffin on their corpse, and and what do you do? You collect like three different pieces of something. Is this, is this the um, the combination code yeah, to the yeah, safe? Yeah, it's a combination or... code to a safe. Okay, and you get that, and then your quest mark. You get all three combination codes. The quest marker switches over to uh, a safe. You go open the safe, and I believe it gives you the key to the to the what is it the dry the, the, gulch mine or something the, the mad madigan mad mad, mad yeah 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 mad, 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 mad wait mine. no yeah. that's from is that from willow Did no I no I, I, no it's it, it, it no that's mad mardigan oh, mad mardigan mad mulligan is from the game mad right? mulligan yeah, mad yeah i think maybe it's mad mulligan yeah mad mardigan <laughs> is the uh, is the willow character played by Malcolm. <laughs> classic classic film there good good good, oh, good, film reference. good stuff uh, hey Pat, I forgot to ask you. Um, what was your roundtable role? How are you fighting those those bloodworms and stuff? What are you using to to battle? Uh, I, I I picked up Gunslinger, so uh, I am mostly doing the Deliverer because uh, I, I was assigned the Railroad, and I yeah. think as I can't remember if I talked about it, I certainly sort of outed myself on on the, the Facebook group as having kind of kind of screwed up my route my Railroad. Oh no, I actually I don't think I talked about it on the show. I don't Did believe I, so. You definitely yeah, so, posted some pictures. Yeah, so, all right, so I'm doing the railroad. <laughs> I was doing the railroad playthrough as a sign. Yeah, you know, merrily tripping along, doing the stupid Mila things, doing the DIA caches, you know, getting my getting my you know getting my ballistic weave on. You know, got my ballistic weave five going. You know, right around a badass running around the wasteland you know, with my ballistic weave five. So I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the Bunker Hill quest. Where you got to go, you got to you. If depending on who you're doing, you either rescue the sense or you turn the sense in. Yeah. So I'm friendly with everybody. So I'm doing Bunker Hill. I'm, I'm playing the railroad, so they love me. I'm I'm doing the part of I'm still in the part of the railroad where you're pretending to help the institute. So the sense love me. The Brotherhood doesn't care about doesn't give a shit about me. So I'm walking around Bunker Hill. Nobody's shooting at me. Uh, so I just yeah. walk down into the basement with a sense and you free the. Yeah, this is in the main quest line. Where you've done the regular roundtable, right? So I free the sense. Say you, you you fuckers go home. Um, you know, somebody's gonna come get you or whatever it is you say to them. Yeah. And then and then I'm leaving, and I decided I'm gonna get cute because I have the pickpocket quit. I have the pickpocket, <laughs> uh, which uh, which I've I've never used before. Don't get and I cute. Said, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna get cute with that. So Don't I decided, um, you know the 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 railroad heavies carry Gauss rifles, which oh, yeah. use the two millimeter two whatever those chart there. The the ammunition for those things is expensive as hell. The the so two said, no, there's all, there's all these uh, railroad heavies. Oh, I'm going to take their ammunition so I can sell it. The two mil electric charge, yeah, or yeah, the ECP called. electron charge pack, whatever the hell they are. Very expensive ammo. So you can pick about thirty. I think they're worth four each or something. So you Good pick Lord, about yeah. twenty off of those. It's it's a pretty nice little Good haul. chunk of caps. So I'm going around. I'm picking. I'm, I'm pickpocketing some railroad heavies, and all of a sudden, one of the pickpocketing them, of course. One of them catches me and goes all aggro. And, of course, they all go aggro. So rather than fighting, though, because those scout rifles are tough, I just run away. Yeah. I just say, screw you guys. I'm done with this quest. I just leave. And I just leave Bunker Hill. And I go about my way, and I start doing some other quests. Blah, 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 oh, blah, blah. No. And then, like, three or four levels later, oh, no. I go to the railroad to turn some shit in. 
all those fuckers are hostile on me. Everybody <laughs> in the railroad is hostile on me. So I kind of, ex- except for Pam, who I kind of slightly killed in revenge, but, but. That's that's uh, so bad that he killed Pam in revenge when he said that he just said that she was the one who didn't go aggro. So why would he kill her for revenge? That makes no sense, Pat. What are you doing? I'm uh, I'm no curious sense. if if uh, you know the ones that he successfully pickpocketed the ammo from if they were able to shoot at him. Well, he said he ran away so quickly. I, it makes me wonder. The word spreads pretty quick. Like, they're over there at Bunker Hill doing some light shopping over at the marketplace and, you know, battling the Brotherhood of Steel. And then they're like, they have to send back by, you know, they don't have walkie-talkies or anything. How (laughs) how are these people, are they sending a crow? A T-terminal. Yeah. T-mail. T-mail. I forgot about T-mail. Totally. That's right. Good call. Um, Good good, uh, throwback to the last episode of uh, Tales Tales from the Commonwealth. You get some T-mail back to the railroad headquarters and say, hey, watch out. This person pickpocketed me. And I think that a fair and balanced reaction to being pickpocketed is you need to kill them. (laughs) That's fair and balanced. Um, Yeah, so Pat kind of jumped off there for a second, but hopefully Pat will hop back on here. Um, So what were we doing? Where were we leaving, Pat? We had just found... Um, we were all, in, all the all the uh, combination pieces, and we're getting the safe, and, and that safe is right. the key to Mad Mulligan's mine. So uh, we enter the mine, and we find that there is a a source of uh, bloodworms that is uh, producing lots of bloodworms, and the the main goal is to just go through the the whole mine there, eliminating bloodworms as you go and uh, exterminating the source of the bloodworms. And then, of course, you can hop back out and report back to the sheriff, um, Protectron guy wearing the 10-gallon cowboy hat, and cash in um, the High Noon at the Gulch quest. Oh, man. So, um, XP, my intelligence is so high, and that affects the... um, the level of your uh, XP that you cash in when you when you like complete quests or uh, just your intelligent level plays on your your how much XP you earn when you when you accomplish things. So uh, mine is always a little bit higher than the the base. I think the base should be around four hundred or so when you cash in high noon. That, that's game. actually new to me. Is that, so you the higher your intelligence is, the more XP you get, or are you just referring yes. to the idiot idiot savant? Uh, no, no. Um, each special category has um, a perk that goes along with uh, it. Like I gotcha. Strength, uh, if the higher strength you have, the more carry weight you will have. The higher the perception you have, the better aim, higher um, you know percentage you have in, in VATS. Uh, endurance, uh, I don't even remember what that one is. Luck, hey, hey. luck is critical hits. Um intelligence is uh more xp earned what are the other ones pat charisma is where, where, where did i drop I, I, where did i drop because I, 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 I didn't realize that i didn't realize the story yeah, yeah. sorry uh, uh pat sorry. we were um we were we had just found the the safe and yeah, yeah, yeah. um he, he was about to say something jeremy do you remember exactly what he was going into was yeah, I, was, I was i was talking about myself I I oh shit the, the call's dead don't worry about it oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah we, we found the safe and uh we pam. Were, uh, oh no you were talking about pam 
Yeah, yeah. You, you killed her. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I you, you'd ask Andrew. I think you asked me. I was answering your question about which gun I was using, and I, I was using delivery. So the short answer is I'm using deliver and Kellogg's gun, depending on the situation. And how high is your um, perception and? Uh, I, uh, I don't have current, I've got right now I'm, I'm level 73 or something wow, with this yeah. character. So I've taken some points and I've got a bunch of armor. So my stats are pretty crazy at this point. Yeah. You know, I, I want to say perception is eight or nine, maybe even 10 with some armor. Yeah. If you have deliverer uh, and a high perception and a high agility, then yeah, you yeah. just, you just get like 15 shots off or how many ever you can fit into a clip of, uh, yeah. no, well, deliverer. it's more than you, you can more than empty a clip. And and one bats round they'll and actually reload. Round, yeah, yeah. yeah that's and, great. And, what, and Kellogg's gun has that. Um, I, f- I forget was is it relentless? I forget the keyword that it's got attached to it, but it's the one that refills your action points on a crit. relentless. Is that the uh, legendary effect? Because that will actually come up here in later in the show in a few minutes. Yeah, the relentless. Um, let's uh, see, perk. Kellogg's. Uh, I, I can't I, remember if it's relentless that or. Sounds right to me. Uh, let's see. Uh, unique pistol. Relent, yeah, it is relentless. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so so you you sort of cycle through it, and if you're if you so for Kellogg's gun, I can do six shots, and usually I'll have a crit on the six shots. So I do six shots, do a crit that refills action points, then I get five shots because I because the reload takes takes, you know, takes one one, yeah. one, so I can get eleven shots off, and that'll kill almost everything with Kellogg's gun and, and Max Gunslinger. Yeah, well, even. That that's great. Um, are you you're still doing survival mode, Pat? What I, I'm like, doing it's modded sort of, it's survival. Sort of tweaked so I have a little bit survival you know? mode with fast travel and quick save enabled. Yeah, great. Otherwise, I'm doing straight survival. Uh, great. So you killed Pam. Even I was just saying you killed Pam, even though she was the only one in the railroad that didn't go aggro on you. Yeah, I was irritated. You know, <laughs> yeah. and then and then I've got I've Poor got Pam. several quests that are bugged, like the one like Pam. I'm still supposed to turn in the courser to Pam, but she's dead. Yeah. So, I, so I have that quest that won't complete. And I've got a couple other quests. Um, uh, one of my Tails quests is bugs. So I, I got a few different bug quests, but yeah, it's it's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I've, I've got 10, game, 10 days of playtime with this character. So I figure I, 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 wow. I'm stressing the Xbox by having that, you know, that, that advance that, of the character. That with save mods. file size. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, Pat, this is my highest level character ever, and we're only um, just over halfway through the season. Nice. So, what are you up to with yours? Uh, Susan is level sixty nine and like a half or three nice. quarters now. Man. So, um, all of my other characters, my roundtable characters, I was looking at some of the other ones, and um, they were like level forty, mid forties. I think the higher ones were level fifty, fifty two. Something like that. It's like level sixty nine already, and we're only th- that. Just goes to show what playing on survival mode, the difficulty, how much more XP you earn by killing things in survival mode, plus with high intelligence that boosts it up even more. So I'm just how many how many days of play is that? I'm like six six days on this character. I think. 
something like that. It's weird to me. It's still weird to me that they measure it in days. In Skyrim, they always measured it in hours. So it was always like yeah. in, in a character like, oh, 216 hours. And now I'm like six days. That sounds worse somehow. I'm like six <laughs> days. Uh, I don't know. Agree. <laughs> well, and, and, and you remember, it's, it, it, depending on how often you die, it's actually worse than that, right? Cause yeah, exactly. Like, It'll, you're just, you're just uh, starting over, you know? So you're. Because like, I, 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 even though I have quick save enabled, like every time I play, I will I will lose like half an hour of gameplay just because I'm an idiot and don't save. Yeah, you know, yeah. save often. Yeah, yeah. I I Red have Red had Red. to. Speaking of um, modded survival, I'm also doing survival mode with a bunch of different mods to tweak it uh, because of my um like water situation and food not being able to reproduce. I've had to change the rate at which I get hungry and stuff. Otherwise, I would just be dying all the time uh, yeah. just because of hunger and stuff yeah i'm having uh the water bug but only in sanctuary so my other settlements oh, are cranking out water and you That's know I, I i i just when i when i when i when i run out of water in sanctuary i just i just by, by the time i run out of water beantown brewery will have reset so i just run over there and grab about 100 bottles Good and Lord. fill them up. It takes Good like ten Lord. minutes. Yeah, that's a, that's that's my solution yeah, rather crazy. than just, yeah. yours works too. But that, that's the way I deal with it. <laughs> just going to be in town brewery. Yeah. The, like, um, one time I'll get dirty water so I can make noodle cups. The next time I'll yeah, get purified yeah, water. That's great. The um, it's um survival options. I believe is the name of the mod. Yeah, that, yeah. That that, that, that's a handy mod because I've I've used that when I've had trouble like you know killing yeah. a particular enemy and I didn't want to start over or whatever because yeah. you can. You can dial up your damage, you know, like for one enemy, and then turn it back to normal. Another, or whatever. another thing I really like about this mod is you can change the refresh rate of cells after you kill mm-hmm. stuff. And so, like, I set it to as quickly as possible. So every time I go back to a place, there's always new people to to you know collect junk off of. Yeah, you know me, I'm yeah. a junk hound, so that's just that's great. Yeah, that that's once you get to high levels, that's 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 not a problem. But you know, like I. Uh, oh, if you're low level, you don't want that to happen because you know if, if yeah, survival resets slower on average in vanilla, yeah. and so that way because it's it's more dangerous to travel, right? So it's actually nice to have like like I, I've got another game. I, I started up a vanilla survival game just because I missed the survival experience. So I have another game, and and I and I kind of recently got my pathway from sanctuary to diamond city cleared out so i can oh, i can nice. i can make that run with safety now do you go to drumlin diner and down yeah. i'm sorry i said you go to drumlin diner and down how do you how do you venture yeah I, yeah route? that's yeah take the road exactly yeah so i i, I run yeah you know, run cross country from sanctuary to drumlin diner then i pick up the road at drumlin diner go down to the uh to the uh intersection just north of beantown brewery that's got mines in it but they yeah. don't they don't I don't think they repopulate those mines, and then I and then I hang a left, run along the river, and then cross, um, uh, and then cross the bridge that's got the boat that's rammed into it. Mm-hmm. The with the raiders down the yeah down the yeah. Path, yeah yeah. So that's that's my favorite way because once yeah. you get it cleared out, because the other way you, you know there's Gaogui and you run into super mutants and I mean you, you sometimes will run into sense uh, or I'm sorry ghouls sense. or super mutants along that road, but you also get you also get interesting. You, uh, you get non-interesting uh, encounters along that road. Sometimes you get like the chick who tries to, who tries to get you to go out to the, the wrecked airplane, and you, you you get some of the. Uh, I've met Gene, the dog seller, along that road. So it's it's not a bad road just to make uh, interesting uh, NPC encounters. I wouldn't go down that road. <laughs> Anybody seen Pet Cemetery recently? It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy who plays Herman Munster. No, maybe not. Fred Gwynn. Um, 
so Pat, before uh, you hopped off, um, we were going through High Noon at the Gulch, and we had just found the safe with the key. And I kind of just breezed through the end where we um, w- we have to go into the mine. And I don't really have many of the details. I know that there was a a source of bloodworms. Do you, do you recall what the uh, what the? It was a bloodworm mother or something. Uh, let's see. I, I got it. I got I got the quest pulled up. It is the um, it is Mad Mulligan's mine. I don't know if you uh, confirmed that uh, the bloodworm Mad queen. Mardigan. <laughs> so the, the, you find the blood wearing queen and uh, she is actually not particular tough. I mean, she, she, no, you, I, yeah. she's not that much tougher than just a regular blood worm. So uh, you get her killed and then you, uh, uh, then you go back to, uh, back to the sheriff and, uh, uh, and, and that's, that's, that's the end. Of, oh, well you, and you do the assign a gang to it thing. You, you do, you, you tell, yeah. raise the gang flag. I ha- I've killed all the gangs. Can I still raise a flag for? Can I raise a Minutemen flag? Is that an option? Because I'd rather I don't do that. I Think so. Because the way I did it in my regular playthrough, where I kill the kill all the raiders, I I I, I signed them first, and then I killed them later. So I, I don't I don't think and I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. You don't have to you, know, you don't have to do that try so you, you kill them all. Yeah. Um. So you go and you kill the mother and you hop back out and you yeah. catch it into sheriff robot guy. Yeah. Nice. Um, high noon at the Gulch. Uh, how did, did your, um, did your round table roll play any sort of determination on how you went about your strategy or anything? No, no, I think, uh, let's see. Um, let's see. No, not in that one. Uh, oh, yeah, again, gunslinger. I use you know every yeah, time, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah. oh, and actually, one thing, yeah, you know, we haven't we haven't talked about you know some of the uh, I, I, I was explaining the pickpocket thing would made me go aggro with it with the uh, railroad. But the other thing is, uh, I, I I have my mysterious stranger maxed out, and and, and <laughs> even maxed out that that thing does not. I mean, it's nice when it shows up because it'll like you know, sometimes. A couple times it showed up and, and bailed me out of like a, of a death claw or a nasty super muter or something. So it's nice, but it does not show up that often, even with Are you uh, kidding even me? With really? Mysterious stranger. I that that really surprises me to hear you say that, Pat. Because I remember distinctly the first time I started um, cashing in. The first time I ever used that perk, I. Remember the description saying occasionally someone will come in and help you, blah blah blah, and then it happened like every third time I needed ah, to kill someone. Ah. I was like, "This this is happening all the damn time." So I'm really surprised to hear you say that it happens only very rarely. It's supposed to happen more frequently the more points you cash into it. How, how many points total does it cash to? I think three, right? Pat, do you remember? Uh, it, uh, four. So uh, uh, Nuka World added a fourth. A fourth oh, level. okay. What are the? Does it just add frequency with each level? Yeah. So, or what so is, the first one it shows up occasionally, and then it, and then the second level appears more often. The third level appears more often, and when he kills an opponent, there's a chance your critical meter gets filled. And then the fourth level he appears more often, and then there's a high chance that your critical meter gets filled. And I actually have not. I, mean, I got the wiki pulled up. Uh, oh, uh, oh, geez, no wonder it is. Okay, it is only fourteen percent, even with the highest rank. Oh wow! And it does not go up with high luck. 
Yeah, so that, that's 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 pretty low. It does not go up with high luck. Weird to spend four four perk points. Yeah, yeah. For only a fourteen percent, so that means that the first one is probably only like four it's or five percent. First one's 10. ten. It's ten, twelve, fourteen. That's it. Oh jeez. Oh. And he looks like Nick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Nick." Oh wait, that's not Nick. I I, I keep forgetting to run. Uh, so what I've been doing with companions in this game, I, I you know I, I I dutifully I was assigned Hancock and I. I, I I got Hancock, got his max affinity, you know, you know, had had the sex with him, but um, uh, I, I I ditched him at my Kingsport Lighthouse. So the companions that I don't like, I send to Kingsport Lighthouse, and the ones that I do like, I send to Sanctuary. Do you uh, take their clothes or anything before you banish them? No, I, I, I dress up like Hancock's running around in uh, uh, military fatigues and a helmet, so he's well That's kitted really out. Fun. You know, he's 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 well yeah well protected. I'm having uh, a but, lot of fun decorating all of my followers together. Yeah. Um, I've have you looked at the the pack deer masks by chance? I have not. I have not gone deer mask. If you look at those deer masks, uh, they don't look anything like I thought they would. The deer masks look like if you're a fan of Mad Magazine, the spy versus spy faces. They're just like long, <laughs> long conical faces. And so, like, I put I put one on um, Deacon and one on some other follower, you know, like and and like I put one in a white lab coat and one in a black lab coat, so it looks like spy versus spy running around in my group. I I, I thought that was so funny, oh, it's so good. And um, McCready, I gave him the pack elephant helmet. Oh, he looks like such a creepy <laughs> badass in that thing. It's so great. Love those pack helmets, uh, Susan. Right now, I, I, she's really embracing the 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 the, the widespread uh, catalog of outfits that Nuka World is providing. She was in the the cappy, is it t shirt and jeans for a while? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's been in right now just because we got into the uh, the gulch. She's been wearing the orange western outfit with the black cowboy hat. That's really great. And she actually just visited the. Um, Oh, who's he? What's this? Who who are the um, the Elron Hubbard Hubologists? Uh, uh, the Hubologists. Okay, I, I should have made the Hubbard and Hubologists. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but the Hubologist uh, down there, you know, I, isn't one of them who sends you off to get all the space helmets and spacesuits. Yeah. Yep. So I found one of them that wasn't in the galaxies. I don't remember where I picked it up exactly, but I found one of those so far. So right now she's wearing the orange cowboy outfit with the space helmet because she's. Uh, just really embracing all the different outfits that you can get at uh, at Nuka World. So I'm having lots nice. of fun uh, running around. Uh, but speaking of running around Nuka World, this is going to trip off my safari adventure super early, way before we were supposed to. Like one of the first times um, I went to Nuka World, we did our first quest, and then I decided to just start searching around the perimeter and avoid doing all of our assigned quests within the interior of the park. So I was running around the outside, and I accidentally, if you go around to where the base of the the roller coaster, I believe it's called the Angry Anaconda, is under construction uh, right before the bombs fell, they didn't quite get to finish the roller coaster. But there is an access barrier to where you can go. There's a river that flows into the park from the north, and there's basically... You know, there's a wall all the way around the park, except for right there. You can just sort of hop in the river. And, and I accidentally went into the safari zone of the park without realizing. I thought I was still on the exterior, um, the north side of the park, running around up in that lake water area. But I accidentally 
roamed into the park and ran into our new friend Sito. So everyone, <laughs> Pat, what, what is your uh, your 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 first impression of our new friend Sito? I I Cito is is funny as hell. I, I I like Cito. I always want to say Cheeto too. I don't know why. I know it's Cito with like sort of a soft C or something, but yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, I think I think Cito is pretty funny. You know, his uh, his his affection for his monkey family or ape family, and uh, you know, I, I I've I had a good time. You know, this. Well, I don't want to get. I want to get ahead. I I I think this quest is pretty fun. I I, I like doing the uh, the safari adventure quest. Yeah. So. This this one is pretty interesting. It has a little bit more of an involved story than the the gulch, I'll say. At, at least a little more interesting. There's some hollow tapes yeah. that you find along the way here that has a, sort of an interesting story with uh, um, Bradburton, the owner of the 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 amusement park, and his his scientists who are working on these new and inventive animal creations over in the. Um, what is this? The safari zone. Yeah. Um, so I, I accidentally wandered in the park, like I mentioned, way early on accident and met Sito. And I was like, oh, crap. And I sort of ran away and I talked to him like a little bit. And I was like, wait a second. I'm not supposed to be doing this yet. So I ran off. But uh, my quest had sparked first. So there, um, I did run into a couple of our new buddies, the Gator Claws. What is your first initial impression of these Gator Claws, Pat? Uh, that that's actually my my least favorite. I mean, they're they're not at the, the level I'm running around. They're not very difficult. I, I don't. They don't seem to level. I, I don't remember hitting a legendary one, and they. I think they're all just gator claws. Yeah. So at, at the level my character's at with the gun she's got, I mean, she doesn't have a problem taking them out pretty easily. I've seen an albino one. I know in the basement inside. Oh, okay. Seen, I, I, I don't remember getting that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was, I would have been level 60 probably doing that because mm-hmm. I, I didn't do it that, that long ago. And I'm, and uh, yeah, interesting. I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember getting any other than just generic gator claws. Uh, now, but- the one good thing about it is, is uh, if you're playing survival, then you get a lot of good, uh, the gator claw meat is like death claw meat that it, it fills you up no matter how hungry you are. Uh-huh. So I, the, I like to save Gator Claw for like when I wake up and I'm like you know very hungry or starving it, or whatever. And you it, take the Gator Claw meat, it, it it wipes out your hunger no, no matter how how starved you are. Does it have an added bonus where it gives you like plus two strength but minus it does one something. intelligence? I forget what it is. It, it it gives you, but remember you don't you don't get you don't get the bonus if you're hungry. You only get the bonus if you're not hungry. So you have to eat the item enough to make yeah. you not hungry, and then back yeah. out of the menu, and then yeah. eat one more item again. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So that's but that's what for death claw steaks and gator claw steaks and and queen mirelurks. I try to only eat them when I'm when I'm really hungry because that's yeah. really efficient because they they will fill you up regardless. Yeah. Mmm, yummy gator claw. Um, my initial impression of the gator claw is um, if you took. One of my favorite enemies in the game is the Gulper from Far Harbor. If you took the Gulper, which I think is maybe a little smaller. Yeah, it's definitely smaller than Death Claws. Uh, but if you take like a Gulper and mix it with a Death Claw and then shrink it down a little bit, I think that's a, a, a fair little uh, comparison to a Gator Claw. I think they're 
they're maybe a little more spry than a death claw, maybe a little weaker, but maybe a little faster. If that makes any sense. I think that they also, there's more in a condensed area than you find death claws. You, you find gator claws more in packs and therefore more difficult because they're, they would outnumber you. Whereas a death claw, it's usually a one-on-one or one-on-two sort of affair. But gator claws, um, I know Pat said he didn't find them very difficult, but, uh, I find them to be, um, I, I really actually like the gator claw fights because I'm doing the unarmed with the power fist that you get from Swan with the blitz perk and the um, the perks that allow you to have um, more damage the more enemies you hit and vats in a consistent row. So with all that on top, this is a, that's how my round table character is sort of... Uh, my role has built out and it's because I would never play like that. You know, I'm, I'm a rifleman guy. I would, I would have my 45 out and blasting things in the face from halfway across the room. But with this blitz perk, you can attack things with your fist from across the room, which is so, so great. So that is, that is how my round table role has sort of affected my characters. I'm going in with a power fist and doing stuff in really close quarters, but um, my power fist is doing so much damage at this point because I have you know all five levels of the um, the iron fist perk that you know you only have to hit things usually just once maybe twice but my perception and agility are so high that my vats level is really high so and my blitz can take me all the way across the damn room so I'm just like zipping back and forth like teleporting like the flash back and forth across the room just punching things once or twice <laughs> you know and I'm getting like eight to ten swipes with a power fist per vats round you know so nice. it's like it's it's pretty it's pretty freaking awesome it's like running around like a little tasmanian devil in the room like a little tornado yeah, that's, that's what the high agility will get you man yeah it's wonderful so yeah that's um how i sort of sort of kicked off safari adventure uh so let's let's how are we actually supposed to do it uh you get uh, you get an announcement here you're supposed to investigate the source of a gator claw infestation uh, and you meet this guy named Sito. And Sito, do we know anything about Sito's upbringing, Pat? Like, why? He is a, I would say, Tarzan-esque character would yeah. probably be the best comparison. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, orphaned by humans, raised by wild creatures, in this case, gorillas. And, and do we know why he was orphaned? It was He's not 200 you, years you, old, you, is he? You do, and I unfortunately forget the spiel. You you do you do learn what's going on with him, and I, I well, forget I'm a, he. Yeah. I, I think either you I can't remember if you get it on a terminal, or you may get it in like a letter or something. I'm a bad host. Uh, I didn't even look that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're agreeing I'm a bad host. It's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You suck. You <laughs> suck. All right, you, you, we're gonna have it out right here. Yeah, yeah, um. Yeah. So <laughs> he he's been raised by gorillas, and he refers to them as his family, which you know by his right that is totally fine. He's been yeah. raised by them. Um. And you can uh, now. Did you get uh, you with with a good with a good charisma check? You can actually get one of the gorillas to come with you. Yes, uh, that's what I was about to say. Uh, okay. Cito tells you. Um, there is a dead man with a shiny thing that could help figure out where this infestation of gator claws is coming from. And the dead man, I believe he is talking about, that would have to be Dr. McDermott. No? 
Um, I, is, I forget the names, but yeah, it's yeah. You're on the, um, yeah, McDermott the right is the the ghoul one. Doctor McDermott was a scientist back in the the day, um, twenty seventy seven, when Bradberton was uh, setting up the uh, when Nuka World was in, in full function. Uh, Bradberton was building a new um, the Anaconda, the Angry Anaconda uh, roller coaster yep. out on the north side. Well. If you've read the terminals and stuff inside of this quest, you will find out that there is a um, a protest group, an animal rights protest group called the AFAD, who uh, has been, you know, um, protesting and and doing graffiti and and sort of destroying stuff around the park because they believe that it is inhumane the animal testing and the animal production that is going on inside of Safari the Safari Adventure Zone and what is happening in the Safari Adventure Zone is they're taking uh they're basically playing Frankenstein Dr. Frankenstein with different parts of animals and creating with genetics uh producing different sorts of animals and if you go into these terminals and you read all about the experiments that they're doing oh man I wrote one down let me see if I can follow it, find it um Oh, shoot. I lost it. Um, oh, wait, here it is. Um, and Dr. Hine, Dr. Hine was um, one of the, 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 the good scientists who was working for Bradberton to make all these animals for the Safari Zone. Uh, that was an attraction for the park, you know. This is sort of like Disneyland, like they have their own, like, adventure and wild kingdom or whatever going yeah. on at Disney World. But they're creating interesting animals, sort of like in a Jurassic Park type of way. Uh, for Nuka World. So uh, Dr. Hine has a terminal. If you read that terminal, uh, you'll find out that um, he got really drunk one night and was <laughs> accidentally messing around with the uh, the animal production thing. And they he created a, an anteater with 16 giraffe legs that had scales, four eyes, and two tails. I thought that was a uh, that was pretty awesome sounding monster that he created there. Um, then the AFAD protesters they would vandalize his car. They dumped manure all up in his windows and stuff. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, they they said uh, the AFD were protesting because they are torturing animals in the production of them. But uh, then he has a quote in his journal that said, uh, "Anytime we need." to dispense of sorry i can't even read my handwriting uh, dispose of anything in the lab uh the death is swift and humane so i thought that that was really funny that he thought that you know it's not torture we're killing these things like very quickly if they don't work out but if you read um more into the projects it's like um pb041 was a polar bear number 41 <laughs> said that um, the polar bear would be produced inside out, and then the animal would explode as soon as it came out of the <laughs> as soon as it came out of the production thing. So that was a failure. And every time they said, anytime they had a failure, they said, "Oh, and then we had to um, insert the remains into the incinerator, or the animal into the incinerator, or the failed subject into the incinerator." So they're just burning all these dead animals, or probably the ones that didn't work out. They're burning them alive. But anyway. Um, also, Hine in his terminal mentions that he's very upset with the new way that the park is being funded because he is the head of this new 
department of making all these animals and the money that was promised to his division is now being diverted away from his division and into something called the mysterious project cobalt and that was the last entry into his um terminal the last entry said Oh, man, these guys over in maintenance have said there's another escaped animal. Now I have to run up there to the angry anaconda to tranquilize this animal so that I can bring it safely back into the park. Well, now, the AFAD uh, protest animal group had sent in a fake call. And they were waiting, uh, ready to kidnap and drug or I don't even know what they did to him uh, get Dr. Hine as soon as he came up to uh, the angry anaconda to search for this animal that supposedly escaped so these these animal rights activists kidnapped the scientist because he was torturing these animals and Pat do you have any idea what date that was what date the last log was of his uh, I'm going up to save this animal that escaped no no clue what is the only date that matters in this game? Oh, well, October, what, 23rd, 2077? Yeah, exactly. 20, that yeah. was his last date. Uh, the last entry was, I'm going up to the Angry Anaconda. This is signing off October 23rd, 2077. Yeah, so yeah. he went up there, and um, there's another terminal in that building that you look at, and it's saying it is it is a ransom note. No, I think it actually is in the same terminal. There's a ransom note that the AFAD had sent to Bradburton, the guy who set up Nuka World, like the basically the Walt Disney version, and he, um, they said, "Hey, we have your top scientist. So, uh, if you'd like to have him back alive for your park, you need to stop doing these things to the park." But then the bombs fell, and we don't know really what got to happen with that. I guess everyone died, except for no. There was um, there, there's there's one scientist who lived, Pat. There was the other doctor um, who was actually the overseeing manager. God, what was his name? I haven't written down. McDermott. Dr. McDermott uh, became a ghoul. And Sito has something to do with Dr. McDermott because he said he saw Mr. Wrinkly Face at one point a long time ago run from one spot to another. And that was one of the things that gave you a clue where you needed to go to search for the dead body and then you listen to dr mcdermott's holotape is when you find out about uh, the kidnapping of dr hine and all about the mysterious uh, disappearance up at the uh, angry anaconda roller coaster and that you need to go to and um as Cito calls it i believe he calls it the the big triangle house or something like that but it's just the welcome center and yeah. from from the um the hollow tape from dr mcdermott i believe you find out that the welcome center ha- is the location where they have the animal production facility and basically your goal here like we said in the beginning is to shut down the animal production facility and if you go through there the facility i believe what other um you have to go there's a two or three maybe gator claws that you have yeah. to fight yeah. on the way in and you go down into the basement and you kind of wrap around there's i believe there's also a, one of those energy producers where you can f- steal a fusion core off in the corner but there's a that's where i met the albino death claw that i mentioned before pat was down in here um 
But then you see, uh, shut down the computer, right? Um, there's the the big red bank of terminals. So you you shut down the computer. You hop on there, and it says, "Oh, okay, let's stop production." But the thing is, uh, you shut it down, and you can get credit. It'll say. You know, uh, successful. You've you've shut down the animal production, but you can turn it right back on again, and it doesn't uh, take away your credit or anything. So you could just have the death claws be uh, going at all times. So that's pretty fun. But anyway, you shut down the death claw production um, through the terminal, and then it says now you have to clear the rest of the area of the park of all the remaining death claws. Not death claws. I'm sorry, uh, gator claws. And uh, mine was 21. I assume everyone had the same number. Uh, yeah, it's 20 or 21. At, yeah, at yeah. that point, um, I think I had seven or eight already killed. So you just have to pop out into the park, and they're scattered all over the place. They're like 60 yards one way, 58 yards yeah. in the opposite direction. So they're all over that safari land, which is a, a sizable portion of the park. So it's it's a it's a big hunt. And like Pat said, that gator claw meat is pretty handy for eating if you're if you're into cooking and stuff. So uh, it is worth collecting those. I was collecting the hands because I was hoping that Nuka World maybe added in the weapons bench the ability to make a, a gator claw gauntlet. I didn't see any of that actually manifest though, Pat. I don't remember anything like that with gator claws. All or <clears throat> excuse me, all I remember is just getting their meat. Yeah, the, the see the death claw you can make that really useful death claw gauntlet that I and you can get sort of like a poisoning effect on one of them if I believe. So I was hoping that they were going to add in a new weapon for Nuka World with the Gator Claw gauntlet, but no such luck. Oh, speaking of new Nuka World weapons, Pat, where the hell did I get this thing? I've got the Kami Crusher. Kami Crusher. Uh, what a name. Where, 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 Jeremy? Where, where do you get it? Just what a name! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget where you picked that. There's a, yeah, Kami Crusher. I don't, do, I don't remember where you picked that do, up. Do you know what it is though? It's the paddle ball thing, right? No, it's a. It's 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 exactly like uh, whack a mole. It's a whack a mole game, except for moles. Oh, oh, it's co- yeah. little communists. It's little Chinese men that pop up that you're supposed to whack with your <laughs> your, your foam hammer. And the kami whacker is a the the foam hammer that does extra damage to something or other at this and that. But uh, I took it and I took it to a um, a weapons bench and I gave it. Um, it's added bonus of like bladed or saw blades or something. So it looks really cool with a couple of uh, saw blades, nice. uh, sort of barbed wired to it. And so the the com- oh kami whacker, not kami crusher, kami whacker. That's pretty funny. So uh, I forget where exactly I picked that up, but uh, so, I picked so that actually, up in this uh, most Paul, recent Paul's session too. Paul's in the chat. Uh, I think oh, Paul, Paul says junkyard. So maybe is that in the that oh, would explain the why I don't totally. have it because I have not done the hippologists. Yeah, I, I ran over there. Totally. Thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, and, uh, but, and Michelle said goodnight earlier. So, Michelle, thanks for dropping by if you listen to the, uh, live, yeah. to the, to the podcast. Thank, thanks for uh, checking in live on the YouTube check, guys. I'm really bad about watching that. So thanks to Pat for <laughs> looking over there every once in a while. I'm really bad. Thanks, thanks, uh, thanks, Paul, for chiming in. Note in the ape house. I, I, I think that was, uh, that was that uh, was – one of the earlier when we were talking yeah. about the CETO stuff, I, I think I think that's where Cito. you find some some of the some of the background the information the background. on CETO. Oh, there's also a bear cave. You actually enter. Th- um, 
what is it? Uh, maybe from getting one section to the other or maybe getting out of one of the sections, you have to go through like a storm cellar door and go through the back entrance to the bear caves. And then when you go through, there's just like this giant Yao Guai waiting to feast on you down there. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. there's a giant bear cave that you had to go through too as well in the safari adventure. So I have a, a question. The yeah. safari event, adventure then, uh, are, is it correct then you were saying the gator claws were, were grown and made uh, there? Yeah. Is that? They were an yeah. ex- experiment made by scientists and and um, the the experiment ran amok, shall we say. Now, that is the death claws a totally separate incident did that happen naturally in in the no. lore of the game or is no, that they, a... they they were they were made by was it enclave scientists or ah okay and they're uh, jackson's chameleon jackson's chameleon yeah pat actually nailed that trivia question on the previous uh uh, King of the Bunker Hill trivia challenge. Jackson's I, I, I'd initially thought it was these were just uh, radiation or you know mutations naturally happen. I didn't realize these were tested. Yeah, but, but most of, most of the things you see in the in the way are 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 you know quote unquote natural. You know they they happen you know without without intervention. But there's the uh, well. So it, in, in Fallout New Vegas, there's Cazadors that were created by by stupid scientists, and then there's the Gator Claws in this game. So there's definitely a few things that were uh, that were uh, 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 you know created by by you know we're we're actually the biggest one actually is is super mutants. I was going to say super, there's, super there's, mutants were created by by were the man-made. FEV. There, there's lots of stuff that seems to be man made, like the death claws, the super mutants, the gator claws. Uh, radiation did like the ghouls and rad stags. And, yeah, I think and yeah, well, I think they're supposed stuff. to be natural. You know, they're like you know, quote unquote natural from the radiation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's just some of the other ones like mole rats. You know, some of those I don't I don't know they've ever said that those Mongrels. were anything other than yeah. they're kind of natural. You know. Uh, I was about to say mud crabs, wrong game. Mud idiot. crabs, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Meyer lurks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Meyer lurks. Totally. Yeah. 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 The uh, from the dark crystal, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so what? What's the what makes the difference between a, a ghoul and a feral ghoul? How did how did that differentiate in the lore? Well, ghouls. And Pat, of course, knows much more than me because he's played more of the games than I have. But as far as I can tell, ghouls have changed into... Uh, they were normal people, but radiation has yeah. changed them into ghouls. But they have something in their blood. They have a genetic thing that prevents the radiation from actually killing them, and it just prolongs their life. Well, if they don't... if They, they can live a very long time as a normal ghoul, but sometimes the the it's almost like a virus will just rot their brain so much that they, they just basically lose consciousness and then just start attacking anything that is not also. Yeah. I think that's it. Is, is it, I think, you know, the, the implication is that some ghouls just kind of over time go, go feral, whereas others, you know, maintain, others maintain you know, lucidity the yeah, whole time. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm a synth sympathizer, but I, I don't know where I stand with the ghouls. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, can, yeah. Can they be trusted so, when they turn on me? Are there ghouls? Yeah, I think I think you know I I, I think it's uh I, I, to me I think it's fairly clear the game seems to sympathize with intelligent ghouls. Yeah, I think that's been pretty consistent. I mean, that when you know they 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 they've made intelligent ghouls generally pretty sympathetic in all the games. 
So when you meet Maura Brown, when you meet Raul and Paul at New Vegas, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, intelligent ghouls, your know, non-feral ghouls that are you know, kind of fan favorites. You know, so I, I think I think there's a pretty high pretty high acceptance rate for for, for non-ferals. And I wish that uh, that was one of the races that they let you choose to start the game. Yeah, yeah, that you would should, be, awfully be fun able to, to be able to play a ghoul. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's mods that allow you to do that now. At this yeah, point. well, there are. And I, <laughs> excuse me, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, Jeremy probably doesn't. But Andrew, you, we talked I about think... it a little bit. I I, I, I tried playing yeah a, a, a ghoul at first, but um, uh, just a few levels in, I started losing frame rate, and yeah. I just felt like it, it was not going to be a good experience. So I I, I bailed out and 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 did not. Uh, did not stick with the with the with the ghoul character. Uh, I, I just don't think it would have been smart to try to play it for the round table. And if you don't play in third person, you know who really cares what your character looks yeah, like yeah. anyway? Because it's not like the NPCs will have like built-in scripted reactions, like "Oh, get away, ghoul face!" Like they yeah, they won't yeah. automatically change. Yeah, I, I think that would be a really nice addition for a future game is to be yeah. able to play as a ghoul. Uh, I don't think that's ever been in the base game ever. Um, Oh, and by the way, uh, way too late in the show to get into it, Andrew, but yeah. at some point, we're going to have to have feelings about uh, the Creation Club. I, I don't, you'll have to explain that so, to me, because uh, I, I haven't, uh, I think this was something announced at E3, and I, ha- I yeah, haven't watched any right. footage, I mean, so I don't know what been, it is. So the VR, the, you know, the VR announcement was sort of re-announced, <laughs> uh, uh, but what what they did was they announced. I think I had that name right. I believe it's Creation Club. It, it's it's effectively, yeah, Creation Club. Yeah, um, it's good. It's it's applicable for both Fallout and and, and uh, Skyrim, Fallout Four and Skyrim. It's basically it's basically the paid mods thing, but with a little different twist on it. Uh, and and it's going to be more um, sort of official DLC, official mods. Uh, that uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of a hybrid between mods and DLC, and I, I have not read it. I don't. I don't want to take us off on a tangent because I haven't read fully, gotten caught up on it either. But I, I think we're going to have feelings about this, so I, I think we should. Uh, you know, that's definitely something we should we should we should schedule some time on one of the future shows to talk about. I say that because you know that the reason I mention is because that is the kind of thing where potentially you could see him adding a Google playthrough because Creation Club is going to be mods, but effectively mods but with like a layer of sort of bethesda approval and and review that you don't get with with regular mods uh uh, the one key thing in terms of you know for those those on the show and in the audience who are who are achievement whores uh achievements will be valid with creation club which is different from mods so uh yeah so that's definitely that plus of course there's the whole vr announcement and i'm not fully current on the vr situation either yeah uh so you know a few nothing major no you know certainly no major new titles but but definitely some 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 news of interest coming out of uh a v3 from uh from the fallout universe uh paul chimed and said they will release uh the the pid the pid mods uh later this summer so I, sure. I really don't even know. Is this going to crash and burn like the they tried doing paid mods last year? And was this going to be the same? Hey, oh yeah. I, 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 well, we'll see, right? I mean, I, I think it sounds like at least they're doing it more thoughtfully. You know, I, for me personally, I, I you know, I, I've never had a problem with the concept of a paid mod. You know, I, I think I think it, it, you yeah. know, it send me something where Bethesda, you know, no, Bethesda paid. shouldn't be 
forcing paid mods. But if they want to have an option, Sorry, I mean, nobody's forcing you to go buy a Creation Club mod, right? If, yeah. It, to me, it, it's it's a valid option. If, if they want to make this an option for people to consider, I don't have a problem with that at all. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think it'd be, I, I don't think they should turn around and you know, force you to do paid mods, but I don't have a problem with that as an option that people could, can, could choose to do if, if they want to. Yeah. Ah, well, I'm such a cheapskate. I probably won't buy any mods anyway. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, if you if they <laughs> say I have some kind of hot like companion thing, you know, I can see your name getting all over it. You know, oh yeah. man, they better not load any. What, what if they? Companions. What if they made? What if they put it like a paid like bard mod into Fallout Four? How, how could you turn that down? Just some guy walking around rapping about the hardships of uh, radiation yeah, poisoning. Yeah, like a if, guitar, right? You know, take, bring a guitar into your Fallout Four game. You'd be all over that. That'd be shit. fun. You know you yeah, you know you'd be all over that. That's a that's a good point. You don't see any uh, any instruments around. Are there any pianos? I you see, uh, you see jukeboxes. And the bars. There's jukeboxes. There's right. jukeboxes. There's the radios. Radio, ham radio. Um, that's a yeah. good question. I don't remember ever seeing any. Now, I wonder if there might be some. Uh, there's certainly none you can interact with. There might be some pianos in Nuka World. Like, hmm. I think, like I'm thinking about the dry the saloon. I bet you there's, there's got to be one in the be saloon. They wouldn't be real, you know, interactable. A saloon is not a saloon without a piano. That's right. That's right. You got to have those doors that swing yeah, and uh, swing and doing spurs and, and the yeah, and the guy playing the piano with the uh, you know with the uh, with his little little armbands and everything. Yeah, sliding beers down the bar. Yeah, <laughs> fist fights, big mustaches. All right. Uh, Safari Adventure. Did we have anything else we needed to clear up there? Oh, we actually have to after you kill the Gator Claws. Um, and I thought it was very strangely worded. It then says, deal with Sito and his family. Like, that is your command. That is your your quest in your data tab. It actually says, deal with Sito and his family. Like, they're you're supposed to go over and, you know. You can. You, you, know. you can kill him. Yeah, you can kill him if you want to. That's, that's the thing you can do. But. I mean, what kind of dirtbag is going to help Sito kill all the death claws and then go kill Tito. Like, hey, come on. It's an option, man. You always got options. It's an open world game. You're a dirtbag, Pat. I, uh, I didn't I left Tito <laughs> is very happy with his with his ape family. They're 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 very happy in my game. Oh man. Um so I of course said uh Tito um can we make a deal? If, I believe it's a was this a charisma check situation? It might have been where you can say, "Hey, Tito, you stay here. You're fine. You don't have to leave town." Yeah. But some of my friends are going to be moving in too. Yeah, and you're not yeah. going to have a problem with that, are you? Yeah, that's what, I think it is a charisma check. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I popped a great mentats to make sure I pat I I, I, uh, I passed that check. Um. So, I'm wondering. What happens if I raise... I've, I've killed all the, the raiders, right, Pat? So I'm wondering... I need to go see what my options are with the flag. I haven't even attempted to raise one flag yet. I, I think even if you raise it, it's not going to do anything because yeah. all the raiders are dead. I really wish I could just um, go into like some crazy secret build mode and just plant Minutemen flags all up on yeah, top of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have to deal with Sito and his family. Oh, I wanted to mention that um, you can't interact with the gorilla when Sito, when you're traveling with Sito, um, um, killing the Death Claws. 
Um, he has, if you pass the charisma check that Pat mentioned a while back, you can have a, a gorilla travel with Sito and and your party. Now, you cannot interact with this gorilla directly, uh, so you can't actually see what the thing is called, like what its name is or whatever, but when I was in VATS, I was aiming at my enemies, and when I was scrolling through, I accidentally locked onto the gorilla, and I noticed his name was Ghoulrilla King. <laughs> I just thought that was really clever. He's a Ghoulrilla, and I was like, oh, that's really fun. So nice. that, that means... Because I was... And then it, it struck me, oh, that should have... This is something I should have thought about. Where the fuck is this gorilla from? Was he produced by the machine that um, Dr. McDermott was running? Or, you know, because the only gorillas we've experienced previously in the game so far, Pat, were over at the Institute, and those were synths. So where were these gorillas from? Like, were they produced by da da da? So, but it just makes sense. Okay, these were gorillas that were in the park already. It's just that they're 200 years old because they're ghouls. So they're ghoulrillas, and I thought that was really fun. That was awesome. It's perfect. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, cool. So that wraps up um, all the input I have for uh, Safari Adventure, except for your rewards. Um, I think it was around four or 500 XP, if I remember right. Um, and you get a weapon. Pat, do you remember what the weapon is? I have it written down you get, here. You get, you get Cito. I forget that it's, it's basically a, a, baseball, a really nice baseball bat. It is an awesome baseball bat. It is a very good baseball bat. Let me, uh, let me, let me look it up. Is, I forget what its keyword is. No, I have it here. It's, a, it's Cito's shiny slugger, and it is an aluminum baseball bat. Is aluminum a modded bat or is yeah, like, it's a mod yeah you can you can mod it, any it's kind of stupid but you could take a you can take a mahogany baseball bat and, and mod, mod it to be aluminum. aluminum see i thought that was yeah. strange i'm like you must that must not be a mod you must find aluminum bats and then you can no but that's really weird that you could yeah. find a it, it is uh, it has the relent, it has the same legendary yeah. effect as uh kellogg's exactly that's what i was that saying was. that it was going to come up later in the episode you have uh sito shiny slugger which uh refills all your ap meter on a critical hit and it has the relentless legendary effect, and it is a spiked rocket, sort of like a super sledge. Yeah, except for and you, a spiked that, that as spiked well. rocket thing you can put on any baseball bat. Yeah. So, um, and my with my, um, you know, all of my strength and everything that I have pumped up, this uh, shiny slugger is doing 119 damage per swipe nice. for me. So. That's a pretty effective uh, melee weapon at this point for for me. I know people get guns that are in like three hundred and stuff like that, and that's just ridiculous. I, I, I think the biggest single hit is um, is is a baseball bat with with the with all the mo- with the super sledge, you know, the the rocket mods and everything else. Uh, yeah. That you can get some pretty crazy damage coming out of those. What's the most damage? I mean, not like mini nuke, but you know what I mean. Like, is is there a four hundred damage? one shot gun or melee weapon out there i have not used gauss rifles very much i would i would bet it's probably you know it's probably gauss rifle oh yeah i'm, uh, I'm actually which is, i think it's supposed to be sort of the gold standard if you want to do the, your most damaging uh your most damaging you know, single shot but i have actually not not i have not done a gauss rifle playthrough i've carried one around for a little bit here and i modded it as much as i can granted my uh, science isn't super high. I, I need to invest a few more perks in that so I can get uh, better, like energy weapons and stuff. But my Gauss rifle, even not modded that high, I think was already doing like 190, 200 
damage. So those, yeah, I think you're right. Those those Gauss rifles can get pretty outrageous pretty quick. Yeah, let's see. Uh, uh, um, base damage for Gauss rifles one ten, but I think that's just purely base without yeah. any you yeah. know rifleman perk or anything. Good lord, that's a powerful rifle. Um, well. Pat, well, it looks like we've covered our quest. Unless you have anything else you'd like to add for those. No, we got we got uh, we got one little note we got to we got to take care of. But uh, okay. yeah, Jeremy, anything from you in terms of a uh, Nuka World quest? Anything else uh, you want to share in terms of uh, pl- uh, playthrough? Uh, I'm like I, I said earlier, I haven't gotten into Nuka Wor- World unfortunately, but uh, I'm I'm heading there now. And uh, all right, well, if you get a chance to catch up, you can uh, you know drop us an audio feedback, send yeah, us an email totally. or whatever. Uh, yeah, never, won't. never too late. Don't, don't. Everybody it's out there, play along. If you get behind, do not worry late. about it. You know, skip it, late. play along later or whatever. Just, just, just have fun with this. You know, use the roundtable to challenge yourself a little bit to do something different. But most of all, have fun. We don't want anybody playing a character they don't enjoy or doing a quest that's not fun. So to definitely have have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I know it's it's getting ahead of it, but I'm um, I'm looking forward to hearing what people have to say about these next round of tales quests. The, uh, yeah, yeah, the house yeah. that Bruce built, I think, was my favorite one so far. Oh, yeah, it's great. It was pretty good. It's yeah, a perfect yeah. lead. I really like that one. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, actually, well, let we'll, me we'll jump. Go ahead and uh, let. Uh, so next time on the twenty second uh, week from today. <laughs> We'll be featuring uh, three Tales quests, the, the one that the Jeremy just mentioned, the house that Bruce built. Um, you can find that um, uh, you can find that uh, in the bowling alley over by East City Downs. Remember, East City Downs is the vanilla location where the robot races happen. And over uh, the mod has added a bowling alley, uh, bowling uh, close to the East City Downs. So that's where you pick up that one. You can pick up uh, the second quest is Two Lane Blacktop. Uh, which you pick up by talking to Smoke on the roof of Leighton Tower Apartments. I found that actually once, uh, not not in the round table. I found that with another character. I want to say that's maybe over toward the east, you know, maybe like southeast corner of the map. Uh, I don't know if either you guys, Jeremy or Andrew, has has picked up that loc- that uh, location yet. No, I uh, I haven't gotten into yeah, the tales right quest. By, uh, the yet. Dartmouth Professional Building, I believe. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's which is like east of the library, I think. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. it's real close to that area. Yeah, yeah. So you go 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 like from Diamond City past the library, past a little bit further east. Yeah, yeah. That that's yeah. what I was remembering. Yeah, and then the final one, uh, also in that same kind of general area, is Full Exposure, which you pick up at a shop east of Diamond City. And just to be clear, there's actually a couple shops near Diamond City that the mod adds. This is not the clothing shop. It is a different shop. And that's all I'll say uh, just to let people find it. So it is not the clothing shop. It is a different shop that you want to find in in, uh, uh, Boston, east of Diamond City. Not far at all from, from Diamond City. So uh, send us in. You know, so if anybody uh, remember, so in one week, we're doing those Tales quests. In two weeks, on the 29th, we will do a feedback episode. Uh, so get your uh, get your feedback in. Uh, email uh, uh, a, 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 a voice memo from your phone app, whatever, whatever you'd like to get. Definitely continue that good. We've been getting the really terrific uh Terrific feedback from yeah. the community on on this season. Holy cow! The uh, the feedback episode uh, last week was over three hours long. Yeah, With lots. We get lots of good feedback from everyone. We've actually yeah. already had um, a couple roll in for uh, two weeks from now. So, 
You know, everyone, keep your uh, great participation up. Uh, keep your great feedback coming in. We'd like to hear you nice. hear from you as often as possible. And, giving yeah. the people what we want. It's, yeah, uh, ab- absolutely. Great yeah, interaction. Absolutely. We love hearing from everyone. So, uh, uh, so we got one other little feature, but maybe a couple while we're kind of looking ahead. A couple show announcements. Um, oh, shit. I forgot. I meant to do this at the top of the show. Uh, it is. Uh, we have 11 minutes left in the day. Happy birthday to our oh, father, yes. Michael. Happy birthday, Michael. Happy birthday! Yeah, so uh, those uh, if you if you join us on the Facebook group, you will you will get to experience uh, the uh, the real life adventures of of, of uh, some of the uh, some of the podcast crew and, and some of the other uh, listeners. So, Michael, have a hope you've had a great birthday. And uh, uh, but you know, in terms of other stuff coming up in just a couple of weeks, uh, July sixteenth, a Sunday, yes, we'll be doing the Philly uh, Philly podcast Philly Pod Fest. Uh, at Tattooed Bombs, it's a bar on South Street. I've actually not been there, but oh, it's, it's uh, on uh, South Street. South Street, yeah, yeah. It's I had on no South idea. Street. Yeah. I, I didn't know it was on South Street. I, I, I yeah, knew it was yeah. in the neighborhood. I didn't know it was on South Street. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bar. It's called Tattooed Bombs, yes. and we will be doing a uh, basically a special uh, uh, sort of joint episode of Skyrim Addict and uh, Fallout Feed. Michael and uh, Andrew and I will be there as well as Victor. Uh, we've got a, maybe one or two other folks coming in. I think Ray's going to join us from uh, from out of town. So if you're in the Philly area or or just you know, got the weekend free and want to come to Philly for yes. podcast, please please come hang out. Uh, our our show at Tattooed Mom does not have an admission fee. I think there are a couple a uh, couple bigger name podcasts that are doing admission fee events. Uh, so check that out online. Uh, but but. Uh, uh, we're looking forward to that. And Andrew, I guess uh, we got a little uh, Indiana pod activity going on as well. Yeah, the week before the Philly Pod Fest, there is a, a festival here in Indianapolis. We do not have a podcast festival per se, but we do have the Indie Pop Fest, which is you know sort of your general pop culture fest. Indianapolis, the the main nerd thing that we've been known for for a very long time is Gen Con. Pat, you, you're very familiar with Gen Con, right? Yep, yep. It's, uh, right. You would say it's like a, a board game and gaming, tabletop gaming, all sorts yeah, of card a, games. Huge, huge it's convention, yeah, gaming yeah. convention of all sorts of games, not just tabletop, but all kinds of different games, anything you can imagine. Uh, Gen Con. Um, but now they've added, uh, the, in more recent years, the, the Indie Pop Fest, which is, uh, it branches out to more general, you know, pop culture, Comic Con type stuff. You know, Indianapolis isn't nearly as, as big as any of the New York or San Diego or anything like that, of course. But we're, you know, we're a small, um, but probably one of the bigger cities in, in our area. So we're trying to have our own little, uh, convention of pop culture but this year our last year it was the first time they did it but uh they have added a podcast awards section of the indie pod fest so uh they're asking for uh podcasts that are produced in the state of indiana which this one is to submit a 15 minute clip package to be considered for a podcast award for the indie pod fest so what we want to do is ask our listeners if there's anything that you could remember any any really good memorable points of the podcast anyone who's sort of like binged the podcast recently i know a lot of people sort of discover the podcast later in the life 
life and then they sort of listen to you know 20 30 episodes in really quick succession if there's anything that you can remember that stand out from any of the episodes that and you can give us a tip off on what episode number that would be we'd love your guys' suggestion as to what uh, some really good audio clips would be that we could send in for consideration to get some sort of award you know we're just a little private for fun podcast we're not making any money we're not trying to be professionals here this is just for fun you know if we win some sort of uh uh you know it won't be an award it'll be more of like an acknowledgement of hey you guys uh, you do a podcast good for you so we're just looking to submit and have fun um but if you guys would like to give us any suggestions We'd love to have them uh, submit any of your um, clip ideas to the fallout feed at gmail.com. Thank you. And in uh, that theme of uh, uh, feedback from listeners, we, uh, we, we, we certainly we want to maybe maybe what well, last thing we'll do this evening on the show is uh, we will check in with uh, with Denny's podcatcher review corner. Uh, which oh, uh, is uh, a feature we have every week, where Denny will uh, will 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 choose uh, carefully select and uh, and read a uh, Denny will always it's always Denny doing this. It's never anybody other than Denny doing this uh, this podcatcher review corner where we'll we'll highlight a review that we pick up from iTunes or or anywhere else. Uh, you know, we're, we're uh, mostly we're looking at iTunes so far. So this is a review that's actually almost two years old um, uh, from uh, uh, listener uh, Tom. One two three four five six five four three two one is uh, is the listener here. So to, uh, back in 2015, Tom writes, uh, "These guys are great. It's enjoyable and sometimes comical listening to these guys play the Fallout games for the first time. Uh, sometimes I find myself talking out loud answering their questions. But the Fallout super fans, it's game two. It's great to be able to hear current podcasts. So while a little bit stale, we really appreciate Tom taking time to write a review. And if you write a review on iTunes, we will eventually get around to your review as well and make sure that uh, the Denny reads that out uh, personally and that no one other than Denny will ever, <laughs> will ever read these, uh, these podcast, uh, Denny, podcast reviews. Yeah, Denny is the only lips that these reviews shall pass through. That, the, that's right. Um, uh, without fail. So the whole so, point uh, of that, you know, God, we're just going to pull snarkily the curtain back here and say, like, Pat, the whole point of this is to get more people to review the damn podcast. Is it working? Have you noticed? Are there any new reviews in the last I, month? I, I haven't noticed an influx <laughs> review. I think we got one a couple weeks ago, a month ago, and we we appreciate every one of those. And we you know, and I think you guys, a lot of people on the show listen to a lot of podcasts. You probably yeah. hear this from the other show. Uh, Pat, just, uh, you, know. <laughs> you always hear from Pat. the other shows too. You know, like they're always uh, harping on everyone. Hey, go to iTunes, give us your five star review, and da 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 da. But you know, seriously, go to iTunes, give us a five star review, and da 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 da. I'm just you know, this, this I've actually that was on my to do list this week, and I oh. it's my week's been running out. But we, uh, we always appreciate the support, Jeremy. So, um, at the risk of losing Pat a 12th time for uh, this evening, we'll, we will go ahead and wrap up the show. Jeremy, I would like to uh, extend my uh, warmest thanks for coming on to the show this evening. It was great to have you. This was uh, your first podcast experience, I believe, was it not? Yeah, yeah. It, it, being on one, I'm, you know, I'm a, a big podcast consumer. I've yeah. uh, never, never been a part of one. I appreciate you letting me come on. I know I'd... I don't didn't have too much to talk about with the Nuka world, but oh, I, I still love to listen to you guys and 
and uh, chime in where I could. But uh, yeah, thank you so much. It's great to have people to ask questions because that helps us, um, you know, actually talk about the game. Uh, we, we sort of blow over facts all the time, just assume everyone knows everything. But it's great to have someone who is there to ask questions because it makes us slow down and actually talk about things and explain things further. So uh, it's bad of us to assume that everyone knows everything about the game. So uh, I know that uh, especially Sarah, who just joined on, we heard some feedback from her last week too. She's just a brand new player. She's never played the game at all. She just picked it up last week and she's already like blasting off, uh, you know, Kellogg and like, she's, she's 20 hours into the game already. And like killing stuff that I didn't do in the first, you know, two, three weeks that I was playing. She's blowing me away. But, uh, Sarah, I'd like to hear from you again. If you'd like to send in uh, more feedback, that'd be really awesome. Uh, Jeremy, you please, uh, you've been really dedicated and great with your feedback. Keep it sending in. And, you know, Lee's been great so far this season and Ray and Paul and everyone else. So, uh, thanks everyone so much for your dedicated feedback. We love hearing from you. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry I'm having so many connection issues. I don't know. I don't know when I'm dropping out because it's taken a long time for me to realize I'm dropping out. I can just keep talking. And uh, sorry about that, guys. No, it's it's uh, fine. Uh, any last thoughts, uh, Pat? No, no, no. Appreciate uh, Jeremy. Thanks for fun to fun to do the show with you, Andrew. Is always a great time. Yes, sir. And, uh, Thank you, Pat. Look forward to uh, to connecting, uh, uh, Andrew. I'll, I'll check, catch up with you offline. I'm not sure what my schedule is going to be next week. Uh, okay. Uh, with uh, we, we've got a we've got a trip out of town, but I'll I'll, I'll catch up with you. I think I'm going to be able to record, but I'll have to catch up with you. We'll figure it out. Sure. No big, no big. Absolutely, deal. absolutely. Yeah, so we'll uh, check in with everybody uh, next week. I don't believe there's any other announcements. Uh, if you need to do any uh, shopping on Amazon, just a reminder: go to asapodcasting.com. Click through our Amazon link there. You can also check out any video gameplay that we do. Uh, twitch.tv slash ASA podcasting Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash a Skyrim addict podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the fallout feed. And I'm sure there's others there that I'm forgetting, but, uh, uh, Jeremy, thanks again for joining us, Pat, a pleasure as always. And we will, thank you. We will see you in the wasteland. Bye y'all. Later. Thank you for downloading this episode of the fallout feed Roundtable. If you are interested in doing a play-along character with us, the show can be contacted by emailing falloutroundtable at gmail.com. For the roundtable schedule, our Amazon link, and all other show information, please head on over to asapodcasting.com, where you will find the Fallout feed, a Skyrimatic podcast, our YouTube channel, the Chatterbox, as well as other content. Once again, thank you for downloading, and we'll see you in the wasteland. You know, getting my ballistic weave on, you know, got my ballistic weave five going, you know, right around a badass running around the wasteland you know, with my ballistic weave five. Like, hey, it's on. an option, man. You always got options. It's an open world game. You're a dirtbag, Pat. Oh, blimey, that is correct. Shaleen here. And Vendertron. You may remember us as the co-host and unofficial third host of Fallout Off the Record. Well, we are back with KD Radio. Huh. That's a shame. Ah, ah, ah. Check out KD Radio Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, and wherever else fine podcasts are given away. 
So, Vinertron, did you have anything else you wanted to add? How about a pizza? Joke. Never mind. It's too cheesy. Ah, ah, ah. Outstanding. So you've heard us talk about cystic fibrosis. And you want to know a little bit more about it. Well, why don't you head on over to asapodcasting.com, click on the My Journey with Cystic Fibrosis link, and give our shows a listen. You can hear Andrew and myself and his wife, Tori, talking about cystic fibrosis. You can hear a typical CF appointment with, with their son and get a little more information. That, again, is asapodcasting.com, My Journey with Cystic Fibrosis. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.